0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Massaro Method. I am extremely, extremely pleased and excited today to have one of the biggest YouTube bloggers of Ukraine and to introduce him to sort of the English-speaking world, Serhii Sternenko. Now, it must be said at the very top that we are speaking on an extremely dark day. There's just been major Russian terrorist attacks in Ukraine, um, and a missile hit in Dnipro that has covered uh, a number of people under rubble. I mean, you can see videos and hear them screaming. I mean, this is this kind of sickening and horrifying and horrific reality that Ukraine has to deal with every day as Russia continues its assault on civilians. I mean, these are this makes no sense at all. This is pure terror tactics uh, by Russia and I mean you you really wonder why we aren't doing more where you know (laughs) why we haven't given ukraine uh, everything it needs to win this awful war yet and defend itself and defend us from this horrific invasion um but anyway getting back to to serhi and i want to i want to introduce him Uh, i want to say that for those watching in the usa uh, serhi is from a new generation of ukrainians born in an independent Ukraine so his generation is really the generation that is fighting this war that said no to Russian aggression that proved us all wrong when we said Kiev Kiev would fall in three days Uh, they are the ones that have taken the fight to the Russians and that will ultimately liberate their country of Russian occupation Uh, he took part in the revolution of dignity in 2014. So again, for those who don't know, Ukraine has already had two revolutions in its independent history protecting its democracy from election fraud and would be dictators. So like the the would be dictator in this case in the revolution of dignity of Yanukovych who was uh, a, a Russian stooge. Uh, but in any case, it, it's really extraordinary the passion and fire of this generation of Ukrainians. They are essentially some sort of mix between the American founding generation and our greatest generation. So those who, in 1776, you know, declared independence from the British, and then those who fought Hitler and stopped the Nazis. And and, and this generation of Ukrainians, which Sergei, I think, is really an embodiment of, is some combination between those two. So after the full-scale invasion began, um, Sergei joined the armed forces, and now he helps the army and works on the information front. And you can see he's got a You know an enormous youtube channel an enormous presence on social media platforms uh where he's very active so before we begin i want to say as usual please do like and subscribe it helps the channel grow and gets these videos seen so without further ado Serhi, thank you so much for joining us on on this very dark day hi paul thank you for supporting ukraine of course uh, uh, ukraine fights for us all We, we all should be supporting ukraine so to begin, Sarah, with a first question, you know, obviously, I, I, you know, I think about this a lot because we're, the, we're you know, a similar or maybe even the same age from the same generation, um, and you know, I, I often wonder if the United States faced the same sort of invasion that Ukraine faced, would we respond with the same level of valor? Um, so the question is, you know. What were your first thoughts on February 24th when the full-scale invasion began? What did you do? And did you believe that Ukraine could win at a time when really nobody else did? Nobody believed in Ukraine, and Ukraine proved us all wrong.
1: Oh, uh, on February 24th, uh, I woke uh, up in Kyiv in the sounds of explosions outside my window. I knew... uh... Right away that uh, it was the beginning of a new stage of this war because uh, the United States uh, and uh, mm, uh, our intelligence uh, warned us and uh, I had uh, seen Russia's preparations for a big war myself. I called my parents, told them uh, to be ready uh, to live together with the kids Then uh, I made a video to motivate our people to fight and in a few hours I had already received uh, my machine gun. Uh, we had previously uh, agreed with my friends uh, to meet in such case uh, and uh, from the first day uh, we uh, went to defend our country and uh, our people. Uh, Till April I uh, fought uh, alongside uh, our artillery in the Kyiv region and uh, when Russians uh, fled uh, from uh, here, I began helping uh, the army as a volunteer. Uh, my friends and uh, I are buying everything uh, that is uh, needs um, cars, uh, scopes, uh, drones, uh, etc. And um, I never had any doubt in our victory. Two weeks before February 21st, we um, held a, a big march in Kyiv, uh, where we voiced that Ukrainians would resist. Uh, I saw these people and uh, knew that uh, they would fight for their land, for uh, our common values. So I, uh, uh, now um, I absolutely know that we will win this war.
0: God bless you, and I mean again, the the efforts that your generation and all Ukrainians have put into this is I mean just extraordinary, both in fighting in information. And of course, as you say, you know, getting people what they need to to win the war. So let me ask you something. Um, You know, what is, you know, both both generationally, generationally, and personally, sort of, what is your relationship to President Zelensky, uh, and how have attitudes shifted from the beginning of sort of the the or pre full scale invasion, really, to post full scale invasion? So I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean. I think in the United States, there's been a, a really enormous change. I recall in in August um, when he came over to the United States, and we were trying to get members of Congress to meet with him. Um, you know, we, we got like maybe nine members of Congress to meet. And now, of course, President Zelensky commands the entire, you know, 535 whenever he speaks uh, to us and on video or, or comes. I mean, his legendary, now legendary visit. Um, but I'm really interested sort of, what is your perspective on that it's
1: a good question, thank you. <laughs> before the large scale invasion, I used to, uh, to criticize zelensky a lot uh, i didn't i didn 't uh, like his stuff policy and much more, but uh, it doesn't matter now. We have to defeat Russia because uh, if we don't, then Russians are going to kill us all those who yeah. like Zelensky and those who don't. President Zelensky is um, now doing the right things in the foreign policy and uh, supporting his army. He went uh, to Bakhmut during activate uh, fighting. Uh, Putin is uh, exact um, opposite of that. He uh, is uh, afraid yeah. to get out of his bunker and uh, <laughs> has brought Russia to a, a disaster.
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it couldn't be more stark, the contrast between the two, which true sort of yeah. Winston Churchill figure wartime leader. And then, you know, Putin, who, as you say, I mean, won't oh, even Putin, leave his bunker.
1: Putin likes um likes um scared bastard.
0: Yes. A- a- I mean, absolutely. So let's let's get to kind of the this kind of present day where we are in the war. I mean, we you know, we said at the top what a tragic kind of dark day it is today. Um, and, and I mean, generally, what is going on in Ukraine right now? What is the situation at the front? And, and, and how is the war going to develop from here? You know, what does Ukraine need and, and where are we going in 2023? Due to
1: the military aid uh, of the United States, uh, Britain, and uh, other countries in August, we reached a turning point uh, in the war. I think uh, we liberated the Harki region we began to advance uh, on the Luhansk region and uh, we forced um, the Russians to flee from herson uh, it's democratic uh, if the democratic uh, governments uh, weren't helping us, uh, it would be way harder for us uh, all our people are working working for the victory now we live uh, in uh, such conditions when you can be dead uh, any moment uh, with uh, those russian uh, missiles flying at us we often have problems with electricity internet connection and uh, mobile coverage Uh, but uh, this only gives us uh, more motivation to fight uh, and uh, uh, we'll fight uh, until we win. Uh, I'm sure uh, that um, we will liberate all our land and Crimea and uh, Donetsk and uh, Luhansk. But uh, uh, in order to save uh, the lives of our people, we need more weapons. Uh, we need tanks, uh, artillery, uh, F-16s, uh, missiles, more more and more. It's not just necessary. For our victory uh, any weapon given to ukraine is an uh, investment uh, into global security i think
0: yeah that's exactly it isn't it i mean that's that's the that's also president zelensky's line when he came to the united states i mean that is the line that one really needs to continue kind of you know pounding the table over is that this is the best investment that the united states yeah. and other democratic countries have ever made in the history of our foreign policy i mean Ukraine is, I mean, this is, this is, Russia is, I mean, in our national security strategies, one of our major great power adversaries, a huge spoiler everywhere in the world, North Africa, Venezuela, Syria, China, so on and so forth. Ukraine, obviously, Iran, right? And yet Ukraine is taking them down. I mean, we should be putting everything we've got into Ukraine. It's totally within our national security interest to do so. And I mean, it just, I don't know makes me very angry how hesitant we've been there's so many reasons why would be why we should be supporting ukraine you know i mean we we owe it to them right you're defending us all yeah we have to stop this horrific terrorism and it's just purely in our national security interest so sari let's get to the the kind of core of your work right Uh, and this is something i'm very excited to ask you about because this is what you what you kind of do right so you make a lot of videos on russian propaganda so tell us about this i mean what is what is the deal with Russian disinformation? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it in the United States, it's been a major boogie bear, uh, a boogeyman, a bugbear. <laughs> um, it's been, it's been, you know, pretty influential, I have to say. And yet, it seems like since the war has begun, Ukraine has just run circles around Russia, and you've been absolutely tip of the spear, kind of running circles around Russia. So, so tell us about this. Uh, I've been uh, researching Russian propaganda since
1: twenty fourteen um, and uh, sometimes uh, it allows me to uh, anticipate Russians' plans. Uh, Russian propaganda is currently successful uh, mainly among Russians. Uh, Russian propagandists lie a lot and uh, simply confuse the viewer so that uh, he begins to think that there is no truth. Um, it was surprised uh, with their propaganda propaganda in September, um, I was, excuse, I was surprised uh, with their propaganda in September last year, uh, when the Ukrainian um, army was successfully advancing in the Kharkiv region. Uh, then uh, there was uh, Liman and Kherson, uh, they criticized uh, they criticized it. Uh, oh, uh, propagandists um, just uh, couldn't explain to the Russians uh, why their army was losing they yeah. uh, criticized uh, their generals uh, sometimes minister shoigu and anyone even putin it was a turning point when um, even the pro- propagandists uh, had no ex- explanation right. uh, i think i think it was uh, the moment when uh, russian propaganda broken down uh, the funniest uh, thing uh, i remember uh was after the crimean uh, bridge uh, exploded uh for the first few hours few hours russians kept saying that it was completely in in intact in and uh, everything was fine like in a meme with a doggy in a firing yeah. house yeah <laughs> you mean you know
0: yes i know i know the exact meme yeah Everything is fine. Yeah. 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 Exactly. This is, this is fine. That's the, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. So I know, and I, and I, I think I share this with you, Uh, you're advocating the cancellation of Russian culture. And I mean, again, this is a, you know, a really major topic because, you know, I mean, what the heck even is Russian culture? This is, this has also been a major part of Russian propaganda and disinformation. Right. And you know, Why, in your view, aren't there sort of good Russians? Why are you doing this? And how would you explain this to an American audience? And I just want to say, I think that this is really important because there's always this urge, I think, in the West and among liberals and among Americans to always want to find, to always want to believe, right, that the dictator is holding these people hostage and they don't really want to do it. But, you know, they have to do it because they're under repression but that's not really the case here is it
1: um for example today uh when uh our armed forces um shut down russian missile missile i wrote in my telegram that uh, one pushkin was uh, uh, breaking down uh, in a Dnipro region for example um good russians um are those who fight for ukraine No other good Russians. They are responsible uh, for the um, aggression of their country because they had uh, not stopped it. Uh, They are not even trying to overthrow Putin. I don't think uh, war is a good time to tolerate anything Russian. Uh, Let the Russians uh, end the war let them leave our land, let them uh, pay reparations uh, and uh, let the criminals uh, who committed uh, war crimes, uh, crimes against humanity and the crime of genocide be punished. Uh, only then uh, only then can uh, we talk about uh, Russian culture because our people uh, were being killed by the same people who have read Pushkin or listened to Tchaikovsky. Uh, yeah. Also those um, Russians, who escaped from Russia are now often attacking Ukrainian uh, refugees in uh, other countries uh, the problem is not just Putin is uh The Russians themselves. Uh, Russia uses uh, its culture as a propaganda. It's uh, uh, where it um, all starts. First uh, they tell you about the Russian culture. Then uh, Russians want to seem normal uh, to you. And uh, uh, then they kill you. Uh, working, uh this war russia is uh, demonstrated, uh, demonstrating demonstrating uh, that um its uh, culture consists of of murder rape uh, and uh genocide
0: yes that's <laughs> i mean yeah i mean there's there's something i learned from ukrainians and again this is a this is a hard thing for kind of the western mind to comprehend because i know you know it, we... We don't want to believe it, right? We don't want to believe it, but it's but it's true. And 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 something that I guess Ukrainians taught me is that, you know we we like to say in the West this is Putin's Russia. We like to refer to it as Putin's Russia, but it's not Putin's Russia. It's some Russia's U- Putin. Some
1: Ukrainians uh, said uh, same uh, things a uh, few years ago, uh, uh, so I, I understand you.
0: Yeah, and and I mean that's you know what what you say is is something I've been learning and preaching and and and, and trying to get us to understand is you know I mean we. We have been listening. We have been victims to, to exactly what you described there. Kind of this 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 Russian culture as kind of a Russian culture as kind of a, a facade for disinformation and for Russian narratives that about Ukraine and about Poland. And, so. and what we should have been doing is listening to Ukrainians and listening to the Baltic states and listening uh, to Poland and, and so on and so forth. And then we would have really understood Russia.
1: Ex- so, excuse let's, me, ex- excuse me, uh, I, I want to see uh, to show um, you one picture. Uh, yeah, just just a moment. Uh, what is Russian culture? Yeah, I, that's I, it. I I, th- I think it's uh, um, the same uh, thing as uh, Russian culture.
0: So, so that is that is Dnipro. A Ukrainian city today. Today, Yeah, a residential building. There are people screaming under the rubble after Russian terrorist missiles hit the building. You know, killing people and trapping people. No reason at all to to target this building beyond it's uh, killing just for killing. So let's this this brings on this brings us well I think to the next question which is why in why in your view has Russia failed? You know, I mean, why, why, why is, you know, I mean, why when we all believed, I mean, and, and I'm now, I think we all should be, there needs to be accountability, honestly, Sarah. in my view for how the West got it so, so wrong. I mean, how we got this whole thing. I mean, we, we totally misunderstood Russia. We totally misunderstood Ukraine, Right, we believed Russian narratives about Ukraine—that Ukraine wouldn't be able to defend itself, that Ukraine was some kind of basket. Blah 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 blah. You know, why why has Russia failed so desperately? Why is Russia reduced, in one sense, to having to target civilian sites and use terror? And why has their initial invasion like been been so unsuccessful? Uh,
1: Russia Russia is losing because. Um, it has started a war against free people. Russia is losing uh, the war because uh, it thought that uh, no one would help us. Russians uh, thought that the United States and uh, other countries would not defend freedom and democracy together with us. They. Understimulated, us. Uh, Russia is losing the war because it's uh, not uh, uh, 1939 when uh, Second World War started, Uh, and I believe that uh, the world uh, will um, not allow uh, Putin to repeat uh, Hitler's achievements. Uh, we know uh, what uh, we are fighting for for ourselves uh, for our land for our people and russians don't know what uh, they are fighting for uh, they are dying for putin for their empire they understand uh, that uh, there's occupiers and uh, uh, there are they want to be able to win i think
0: yes i, I mean i think you're exactly right ukrainians are Highly, highly motivated. I'll say on the side of the West and the United States, I mean, I I, I I fear we gave Putin plenty of in Russia plenty of reason to believe that we wouldn't respond. Right? I mean, we 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 allowed the invasion of Georgia in two thousand eight. We allowed the initial invasion of Ukraine when this war really began in two thousand fourteen. You know, we've allowed Putin to run rampant, put a bunch of blood money, dirty money into the West to corrupt politicians. Nord Stream 2, right? I mean, a former German chancellor works for Putin, works for Russia still. A bunch of former top-level politicians, Francois Fillon of, uh, you know, former French prime minister, Karen Kneisel, former Austrian foreign minister. I mean, it's, it's crazy the extent to which we let Russia get away with everything. So in some sense, I guess, I mean, I I understand, you know, Putin's idea that, oh, well, the West is going to let us get away with this. I mean, I, I really do believe the only reason that we have supported Ukraine like we supported Ukraine is because Ukraine forced us to because you and your generation showed enormous valor and fought back and basically looked at us and said, Why? <laughs> do your values mean nothing? You know, like here here we are defending you. You know, you need to get in here and support us. And you forced us to. And thank God for that, because you reminded us who we are. And I mean, this is this is why I joined government. This is why I do what I do, because I believe in U.S. values, you know, but I but it's hard to find them in the West these days. And I see them in Ukraine. I see them in Ukraine every day. So what is the future of Ukraine? You know, what do you what do you see as kind of the what comes after victory in the in, in the short and long term?
1: After the victory, and I know that uh, we will win this war, we'll have uh, a lot of work to do. We'll uh, need to build uh, whole new cities like Mariupol. It will be necessary to help uh, the people return to normal life. We also have uh, to defend democracy, law and uh, freedom within the country as well, because uh, that is what we are fighting for today. I want uh, Ukraine to be mm, a good example for the world. Uh, well, uh, also, uh, we'll also have uh, to face the question of um, what to do with Russia. A lot of uh, work will have to be done there.
0: Yeah, so let's, I mean, what is, what is that work? I mean, what, what does it look like? I mean, what, what will happen to Russia after Russia's defeat? like countries uh, asked themselves uh, after
1: uh, second uh, world war uh, what to do with germany that's mm.
0: uh, the same thing i think so you think you think it's going to be kind of like a i mean a a a post world war 2 reconciliation i mean i i guess i you know i guess i worry a little bit just because i i think i do believe ukraine will win will be restored to 1991 borders but I mean, I, I think we could be looking at a protracted, you know, 10 year isolation of Russia, right? I mean, I, I actually don't think Putin's going to give up power. I mean, I, and remember, he controls the whole media apparatus, as you well know. And he'll say, well, we denazified Ukraine, we won, whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a big question because clearly what needs to happen to Russia is what happened to Germany after World War II. I agree with you there. But remember, the one time we defeated fascism in history, we really had to level like every single German city, major German city and occupy the country. And, and I and, and in Russia's case, that's going to be, you know, I mean, because of because of nuclear weapons, practically impossible. Right. So, I mean, I guess, you know, the next the next best thing is to keep them isolated for as long as it takes. We'll have to have really strong sanctions um, and, and really strong weapons for Ukraine so Ukraine can continue to defend itself.
1: But I, I'm not sure that uh, Russia will be as a united country after our victory and uh, mm. that uh, Putin will be alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the other possibility, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey, let me ask you further to the future of Ukraine. You know, will Ukraine take this experience? And I mean, you, you all, this new generation forged in the defense of democracy, and and will it be ready to protect democracy around the world? Will it be ready to take a proactive role uh, in in global affairs? I mean, I, I I ask because, of course, Russia, I would say for the United States, is our second most you know biggest concern in the world. Our first, obviously, is China, and 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 we'd really like to see you know. Central and Eastern yes. Europe, and Ukraine in particular, become a really major ally in this regard. Our
1: duty is to protect democracy, and uh, I'd like uh, us uh, to help protect uh, in uh, uh, it uh, all over the world. But uh, if we talk about uh, uh, further uh, actions, um, then first we need uh, to defeat Russia. Everything depends uh, on uh, this, both uh, the security of Europe and the global security of the whole world. I guess China is now watching our war and uh, uh, assessing um, uh, whether the invasion of uh, Taiwan uh, could be successful. Uh, if Ukraine uh, gets uh, more active uh, assistance, uh, it will also be a uh, signal uh, to China that uh, starting worse is a bad idea and uh, uh, that uh, the aggressor uh, allows uh, loses. I couldn't agree loses. with you more. And the aggressor always loses.
0: I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it's oh. exactly my opinion. I must China. say,
1: I, I must, uh, say uh, for um, people who uh, will, uh, will watch this video, uh, sorry for my English. <laughs> I have no, no any, any practice uh, no. in English till, uh, till February uh, last year.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You're coming, you're coming on and you're speaking <clears throat> a foreign language and introducing yourself to English-speaking audiences. That's a huge thing, Sari. I mean, I couldn't do the same in Ukraine, even though I'd love to. I need to, I need to go learn some Ukrainian so I can get on your level. You know? So so Thank you. and and tiakuyu for coming on. That's that's I I I told tyakuyu, you I told you before. It, I know I know that word. I know that word. So let me let me ask you a couple a couple cheeky questions before we close here. Uh number 1 is the Crimean bridge. Did Ukraine have anything to do with it? <clears throat>
1: The Crimean Bridge um, is a very important uh, military objective, Uh, Russians uh, built it uh, illegally after uh, 2014 and uh, they use it to move their troops and weapons. Uh, Without the Crimean Bridge, Russia won't be able to stay in our crimea russians uh, will be forced to flee um i can't say uh, who blew up uh, the bridge but uh, it was uh, the right uh, thing to do
0: yeah <laughs> it was the right thing so let me let me ask you something else let me ask you something else are you gonna get involved in politics do you think i mean you've got this huge platform you're hugely popular you're young you're good-looking. Seems like seems like a political mix to me. I'm not
1: planning on getting involved in politics now. Uh, there are no elections during the war, but uh, it's uh, uh, not what I'm dreaming of. Uh, I think I can be most effective for my country as an uh, activist uh, and uh, blogger. Uh, there should uh, always be someone who speaks up about the problems in the country, and I think uh, this is my mission—to uh, be the voice of people.
0: Okay, that's that's terrific. Although I do think you should consider politics at some point. As as somebody, as somebody in politics, I can say we really would love to see leaders like you. You know, and I mean, you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much. Consider Bob. it. Consider it. Let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one thing, I'm gonna try some Ukrainian here, okay, for a final, for a final question, we'll see how it goes, we'll see how it goes, okay? Okay. All right, let's see how, let's see how it goes. Show <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russians
1: will be fucked up, Rusni pizda, but, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, we, <laughs> I must, I must say another thing. <laughs> My girlfriend uh, will not be happy <laughs> that I said that uh, no. we are we are uh, going to defeat Russia together, together with uh, United States, uh, with uh, Great Britain, with a uh, old uh, civilized world. Uh, world, and uh, I know it.
0: I totally agree, and I and I I work and I look forward to the great day, the great day of Ukrainian victory. 2023, the year of Ukrainian victory. Serhii, thank you so much for coming on. That was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Everyone, please, if you don't already, subscribe to Serhii's channel. Follow Serhii on Twitter. I have English, English subtitles.
1: Guy. I'm sorry? I have English subtitles on my channel. Ah, phone.
0: there you, so there yeah. you go. You really, you really need to watch his videos with, with English subtitles, and then you'll subtitles. get it. You'll get yeah. it. You'll, 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 you'll get what's going on there. Serhii. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Slava, Ukraine!
1: Heroin slava!